1: Hey, welcome to Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.cam, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento B. And it's Tuesday night, and Kyle Shanahan spoke Tuesday morning, early Tuesday morning. I have some takes on that. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll discuss what Kyle Shanahan had to say about Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and the 49ers quarterback situation overall because it's a 49ers podcast, and that's what we talk about these days. Let's dive in.
0: Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory. Kittle is
2: going to go. Touchdown. Close Got him, and second back inside the 30. 30-
1: Yard pass caught by Kittle. He dives and he's in.
3: Touchdown. 49ers. How excited do you sound to, to hit on this topic again? I'm the just a overjoyed. Like the second month straight.
1: Overjoyed to dive into this. Um Mark Willard, who hosts Willard and Dibbs' show, I produce on 95-7 the game in San Francisco. That's my my other job. I don't talk about it that much on the pod he was wondering why people are so impatient with the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I think people are just bored. People want something to happen. And I think it comes from this underlying fear that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the roster and then start week one. And I think there's this (laughs) fear from the fan base that that's going to be the outcome here. And the sooner he is no longer on the roster, the sooner that that option can be eliminated Conversely, or on the other hand, or at the same time, transitions, the opposite is true. So, like every day he's on the roster, not only does that does that outcome stay on the table, but like it becomes more and more feasible. But Kyle Schent, John Lynch has said it. We have said it on this podcast. Other people who cover the 49ers have said it. John Lynch has said it. Did I say John Lynch? John, Li- John Lynch has said it. You did. Okay. Get,
3: get to what they said.
1: 49ers brass has said it. A lot of people have said. It. <laughs> they're not just going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo to cut him. Like he is an, he is an asset. They lose nothing by keeping him for now. For now there's, yeah. there's right. There's nothing to be, to be gained except for some cap space that they don't necessarily need. So, I don't want to get into the semantics there, but Kyle Shanahan just kind of pushed that same idea again, but he looped Trey Lance into it in a way that hadn't happened before. And that's what was interesting about what Shanahan had
3: to say today. So I want to read what Shanahan said, and this is Please. of our of our buddy, Nick Wagner. And I think there are some un- interesting things to uh, to point out, as, as particularly just looking at the wording and, and how he said it in the context of what the conversation has been surrounding this thing so right so uh here's what Kyle Shanahan said quote that's why we looked into trading Jimmy because we obviously believe that Trey can be a starter and we're ready to do that Shanahan said but if we can't upgrade our team in another way we're not going to just get rid of a good quarterback because we have other quarterbacks on the roster quarterbacks are really hard to come by some teams don't have any at all and the fact that we have three that we're happy with is a good thing We brought Trey here to be that eventually, and I think that will be sooner than later. But when Jimmy gets his surgery and we can't upgrade our team by getting some good picks until people feel good about that surgery, I'm all right with that. We're not just getting rid of him to get rid of him. Jimmy is a good player that we all really like as a person and as a teammate, and we're going to wait and see whatever helps the Niners the most. So, end quote. Um, (laughs) The very beginning, that's why we looked into trading Jimmy, because we obviously believe Jimmy... Uh, we obviously believe that Trey can be a starter and we're ready to do that. That answers the question, like, is Trey ready? Right. Like the Niners are ready to make Trey their starter, which is he basically used what
1: the word ready.
3: He used ready because we obviously believe that Trey can be a starter and we're ready to do that. So I think that speaks volumes because there has been so much conversation of like, is, is Trey Lance ready? Well, the Niners are ready to make Trey Lance their starter. And that's been clear for months and months, but it hasn't been something that's been said explicitly because Kyle Shanahan has a way of dancing around issues. And, and the last time he spoke publicly was the end of season press conference at the day of exit interviews where he sort of, uh, I don't want to say BS'd us, but he said, yeah, we're open to keeping Jimmy, you know, when he back didn't when rule it, was, it out Yeah, back when it was very clear they were going to trade Garoppolo. Garoppolo gets a surgery. They obviously can't trade him. So if you read between the lines and and Shanahan was asked by the reporters there that, uh, you know, if if he would name Lance the starter. And of course, Shanahan didn't because Shanahan will never name a starter. That's just not going to be something he does. He didn't do it last year until Jimmy actually did start week one, even though we all knew Jimmy was going to start.
1: Spoiler alert. He's going to talk about how Trey Lance has to beat out Nate Sudfeld in camp this year.
3: And he did. He said we have three quarterbacks we feel good about. Right. They're so, going. Like, no,
1: he's going to do that this year too.
3: Yeah. And there's the element of like, he's not going to say Trey Lance is a starter. But he's going to. He, he also said, we brought Trey here to be that eventually, and we think that will be sooner than later. So sooner than later, as somebody who's covered Kyle Shanahan since he's been the 49ers coach, like he's he is eager to make Trey Lance the starter so I I think ultimately what people who do feel angst about this situation need to do is just take a breath and realize all right the status quo is probably going to exist through at least July unless something unforeseen happens during the draft or there's an outcome from the draft that leads to a team being desperate and wanting to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo while he's hurt but I don't foresee anybody wanting to trade for a quarterback that can't throw or is months away from throwing, right? So the draft's at the end of April. So you're looking at two months, um, potentially two and a half months before Jimmy Garoppolo can even start throwing a football again. So what's going to be very interesting about this whole thing is what happens when training camp starts, because the 49ers have made it clear and I tend to believe them that Jimmy Garoppolo being on the roster is not going to impact their ability to sign Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa to their lucrative contract extensions because those cap hits are going to be pushed down into future seasons and they don't necessarily need that cap space right now. So they can carry Jimmy Garoppolo's money basically throughout training camp and then his money becomes guaranteed around week one. Ultimately, final cuts are going to be the sort of deadline for this whole thing and kyle shanahan and john lynch have both indicated that they have no in they have no desire to cut jimmy garoppolo without getting anything and there's a pretty reasonable chance if you look at the way the nfl has operated over the last few years that you know there's some action that happens right when final cuts are made you know khalil mack got traded right around final cuts right like sometimes that just happens good players get traded injuries happen. Um, say Carolina does not feel great about Sam Darnold's training camp at all. Maybe they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo at that point. Maybe somebody gets hurt. There are all these scenarios that could exist that, that would allow the 49ers to end up trading Jimmy Garoppolo, ultimately maybe getting a decent draft pick back, something that, you know, they would be in a situation where they would have a little bit more leverage. And then, um, they would actually get a better pick than they would have if they were trying to deal Garoppolo as all these other quarterback dominoes were falling at the start of the new league year. So I think if you're a 49ers fan and you're fretting about the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, I would say have patience and then understand that there's a pretty strong likelihood that a trade will come together at some point in August, but it's just hard to see right now. On the other hand, if you're a 49ers fan and you're fretting about the situation, there's a pretty, I don't want to say realistic or probable even, but there's a possibility that Jimmy comes in, competes with Trey Lance, and wins a starting job. Like Kyle Shanahan is not going to rule that out. And... Even if that doesn't happen, if Jimmy Garoppolo is getting reps and eating into Trey Lance's workload in training camp, that to me is problematic also, because obviously I've said it over and over again, I'm of the mind that Trey Lance should be getting every single rep because that's what he ultimately needs to develop. And I'm sure Kyle Shanahan would argue that there's a similar value in Trey Lance competing for that starting job with Jimmy Garoppolo, and that could aid its development just from a competitive standpoint so there that scenario does exist but I don't find it likely because the 49ers have made it clear by the way what Kyle Shanahan said today what what John Lynch said on Monday that Trey Lance is the guy they didn't spell it out but if you read everything they say and listen and and know how Kyle Shanahan explains things he's going to leave everything open because he knows that's what he has to do and there's no point in speaking in absolutes at this point in the NFL calendar or really ever like Kyle Shanahan has a firm understanding that speaking in absolutes doesn't do him any favors, right? Like he doesn't have to name a starting quarterback now um, because he can wait months and there's, there's no, there's no downside to that. The only downside is fans will be angsty about some of this stuff, but ultimately if you're asking me what I think is going to happen, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is either going to get traded or cut in August, and I find it highly unlikely that the 49ers are going to put him in position to beat out Trey Lance. I think they would be open to it, but I think they have a very good understanding of what Jimmy Garoppolo's ceiling is. And Kyle Shanahan saying, yeah, we tried to trade Jimmy. He had the surgery. We weren't able to trade him. Trey's the guy that we believe can start right now, and we're ready to do that. That, to me, says Trey Lance is going to be the starter. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be on the team. I mean, I would be shocked if Jimmy Garoppolo was on the team at his, you know, twenty-seven million dollar cap hit. So that's that's ultimately where I think things stand right now. And if you if you're really worried about Jimmy Garoppolo's money being on the books, I would just say they're going to be able to sign Debo Samuel, irrespective of Jimmy Gar- Garoppolo's contract situation. Same with Nick Bosa. Um, these are all things that that are fine. But if Jimmy Garoppolo is preventing Trey Lance from developing, or he does win the starting job, or They do decide somehow to carry a backup quarterback for $27 million, which I think would be completely insane. Um, That would be really problematic, but we're not at that point yet. And I think it's far too early to really panic about all of that stuff.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
1: So it's a little bit like I get that the scenarios on the table that Jimmy Garoppolo goes into the, goes into camp with the team. You know, Lance, we talked about this on the, on the last podcast, you know, Lance gets into OTAs. Maybe he doesn't look great. Jimmy Garoppolo is around. He's able to throw again. They get him some reps in camp and all of a sudden they have a real quarterback battle and Jimmy Garoppolo wins it. Okay. But I think getting away from Garoppolo for, for a second, I think the bigger deal here is this is the first thing we've really heard them say about Trey Lance in in a while. And certainly the most definitive in terms of what his 2022 looks like. And like Shanahan makes a point, and it's it's one that I don't think is has really gotten looked at enough when it comes to Trey Lance and this whole consternation about, is he ready? Is he not ready? The Niners are trying to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo he's not around by their choice. Like this wasn't plan A. And I believe John Lynch said it wasn't plan B or C either. But the idea that they're, that they're like, yeah, the Garoppolo thing is just, you know, it, it is a thing that exists, but it's, it's not because of Trey Lance. Like Trey Lance was brought in to be the starter. We think he's ready to do that. Like that's the bigger issue. Not issue. That's the bigger deal for me here. And hearing Kyle Shanahan say that, It's not source with the team said that they really like Trey Lance. It's not Fred Warner. It's not George Kittle. It's not Debo Samuel. It's Kyle Shanahan saying, this is the guy we're trying to trade Jimmy because we think Trey Lance is ready to start. And we think he's doing all the right things and he's working hard. And all we're focused on is those nine OTA practices. And he's, he's working with John Beck and Nate Sudfeld, and he's doing all the right things. That, to me, is way more important than the fact Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and, and if you listen to the, the other side of it, which is something that we've talked about, I've talked about it, like, if you were going to criticize the 49ers for carrying Jimmy Garoppolo and having Garoppolo's money preventing you from making a splash in free agency, well, the based on the way they talked, and, like, you hear Nick Wagner talk about it, um, I, I listen to him on on Tim Cow tim kawakami's podcast tim just racking up the excellent guest by the way um <laughs> uh but like and and nick's very plugged in like nick doesn't say things like definitively without um let's say being well sourced and nick basically said like if you think like they weren't going to make a splash in for agency outside of charveria ward, right like they weren't going to get um chandler jones like that just wasn't going to be something that they were going to do and and that falls in line with like their dna in free agency over the last few years so you can
1: debate you can debate whether that's right or wrong yeah yeah you can but where the team stands which is what matters when it comes to their their moves is they weren't going to do that sorry go
3: on yeah but no so so that's like ultimately you, you you see a lot of stuff like oh the forty nine ers are having terrible offseason et cetera et cetera it's like are they like they've gone yeah. to the NFC championship game and in the Super Bowl in two of the last three years they still have a very good roster um, the best players that they've lost are a left guard and a nose tackle in free agency right like it's not you know they they're fine
1: <laughs> on one of the <laughs> deepest defensive lines in the league. <clears throat>
3: yeah and you know they're gonna have to replenish and they absolutely have needs Mm -hmm. but like they're in a very good spot so like i understand the frustration with like you know why not get rid of jimmy why not be more aggressive in free agency why not you know fill these spots because you're you know you're right there with the rams it's like well if you look around the nfc west the nfc or just the nfc in general the nfc got a lot worse Mm
0: -hmm.
3: right so like the Niners are mostly standing pat. You would think that their corner situation is going to be a hell of a lot better than it was the last couple of years. Right. Um, you would think they would be more dynamic offensively by making this change at quarterback. Um, so in terms of like the hierarchy of where the 49ers stand, I don't think much has really changed based on this off season. So like, I understand mm-hmm. the frustration with the status quo being what it is in terms of Jimmy Garoppolo still being on the roster, but if Jimmy Garoppolo was traded, I don't see this roster being all that different than it is right now based on how they operate
1: yeah i i think I think that's I think the only things that are different are the Kittle and armstead restructures
3: right, which is that those aren't ideal
1: right, and that doesn't even come into play uh, until the next couple of years so as far as right now like they needed some they needed some help on special teams. And they did that with safety depth with George Odom and linebacker depth with Oren Burks. We talked ad nauseum last year about how they needed to help their cornerback situation. Treverius word does that. And and could in a roundabout way help their nickel corner situation after K1 Williams left. Um, we've talked about that Emmanuel Mosley possibly moving into the slot and in, in in nickel packages with Ambry Thomas then moving to the outside and they need to figure out their offensive line but them figuring out their offensive line wasn't gonna wasn't gonna change if they had 18 million extra dollars in cap space
3: yeah I mean Probably. so that that I mean, I've, I've said it. That's that's my big quibble. Like the offensive line is a big question mm-hmm. mark. But 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 dude, but is. I mean, I guess I guess. But if the
1: 49ers don't win the Super Bowl this year, are we going to go, man, if only they had that guard that I hadn't heard of until he signed with the Dolphins?
3: Like, you know, I mean, you you could make a pretty strong case that like their guard situation with Mike person against uh, against Chris Jones. Chris Jones was a, yeah, was a pretty big issue. And then obviously Aaron Donald and Von Miller and and the NFC championship game like those, you know, like if there was one position group that really stood out as being a weak point in those big moments, it was the offensive line. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I'm a Jalen Moore believer. Like I think he's one of their five best offensive linemen. And I think he potentially could be a, a pretty good guard. He had to play tackle last year because Justin school got hurt during the off season and he was basically Trent Williams backup. Like that was his role for the entire season. And it's tough for a rookie, like to be that utility guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he played tackle all four years in college. The 49ers envisioned him as a guard. And it might be now that he has a full off season to do it. He could step in and maybe potentially replace Lakin Tomlinson and or, or, or Daniel Brunskill. The big question mark is Aaron Banks. And I think we'll know exactly how the 49ers feel about Aaron Banks based on what happens in the draft. Because the right. they could draft an offensive lineman with their first pick at you know in the second round. Um, come the drafter, they could trade up for somebody. Uh, and mm-hmm. if they take that guy, like, you would feel okay about their guard situation if you're like, all right, Jalen Moore played a lot. He looked like a pretty decent player, particularly for a rookie draft in round five um you know they they obviously might have they, they might have whiffed on aaron banks but they did draft this guy from wisconsin in round two or whatever i don't even know that i'm just throwing this out there but like i would think that if they draft a guard in the second round second or third round they're going to have a very high opinion of him probably and they'll probably not go about it in the way that they went about getting aaron banks because i think one of the things that that they've that led to them getting Aaron banks was the fact that Chris Forrester sort of pounded the table for him. Mm -hmm. And that was a Chris Forrester pick, I think more so than the, than a personnel department pick. And Mm -hmm. I think if they take an offensive lineman this year, it would be more of a personnel department pick that Chris Forrester would obviously be on board with, Mm -hmm. but it would be a different process in, in, you know, evaluating and identifying that guy.
1: Yeah. And it's more, it's, and this goes, I mean, this goes back a little bit. I agree with you. If I if they had asked for my input, I would have removed Garoppolo from the situation entirely to free up that cap space to do something out whether it's investing in the offensive line, whether it's helping the pass rush, whatever, like pick up pick a thing. But it comes back to I don't th- I don't think that they would have done that. And it's I don't I don't think they looked at their offensive line situation and went and when we could fix this, but you know what? We need to see what we can get for Garoppolo. Like, I, they have Aaron Banks. They have Jalen Moore. They have Daniel Brunskill. They have Colton McKivitz like Brunskill or not, not Brunskill, but Banks, Moore and McKivitz were all drafted in the last three years to play on the inside. Like, can, can you get one of those guys to be your starting left guard? Like, I think that's what they're banking on a little bit. Yeah. And I get, again, I would have operated differently, but you you can see trying to squeeze something out of Garoppolo or having Garoppolo's insurance in case Lance gets to OTAs and turns an ankle and and has to miss six weeks or whatever. Um, I just I you see where the the risk reward of losing Jimmy Garoppolo to sign a kind of mid tier guard wasn't wasn't there
3: right and that's where it gets kind of funny it's like all right what are we talking about right (laughs) you know right (laughs) like like, god i'm so upset about the guard situation it's like all right well like that's those are first it's it's undoubtedly
1: it's undoubtedly important yeah but it's like that's you can figure that out like you can piece that together yeah and have a serviceable offensive line
3: right right and if like I mean, thinking thinking about the process that led to, to Fred Warner really ascending as a rookie, right? Like, you could have you went in and be like, eh, I don't feel great about the Niners linebacker situation. They just have this guy, Fred Warner. He's a rookie. But he's a third-round pick. We don't know if he's any good. Mm-hmm. Like Sometimes teams have faith in guys because they really believe in them, and maybe there's a prospect that they end up getting in round three that they feel similarly about at guard, who mm-hmm. comes in and starts right away and is really good like Fred Warner. And that's obviously- a guy. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but that, I mean, that's obviously look, that's pie in the sky, best case scenario, whatever, but that's how those scenarios exist. Like Mm -hmm. if you, if you're just like, oh man, we got to go get an $8 million garden for agency, then that prevents you from getting ultimately the best case scenario, a good player that you don't draft in the first round that ends up being a great, great draft pick, a home run draft pick, like Fred Warner, George Kittle. Like if you, fill those opportunities with free agency, then you're basically ruling out the possibility of having one of those rookies. And look, when the 49ers went to the, went to the Super Bowl in 2019, it was because they hit on so many draft picks. Mm-hmm. They had so many good draft picks who were playing at pro bowl, all pro levels on their rookie contracts. That was what mm-hmm. was so good about those teams. And if you're just going to throw free agents at every position where you feel like you have a void, you're, disallowing that opportunity to be there for a potential rookie right so i I get it it's a very delicate balance to strike but ultimately like that's that those are the tough decisions that that nfl front offices have to make and that's why Mm -hmm. the draft is so important and the 49ers have made it clear they would they're going to prioritize a draft and if they don't think they can get anybody in the draft at a key spot then they will go get traverius ward or they need a veteran Um, they can go get that guy in trade and see if they have to have it. But ultimately, there might not be a difference between a guy they really like in round three at guard versus spending $8 million on a veteran who's been in the league for six years.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, they have nine picks in this year's draft. They have one in round two and then two in round three. And they're going to have plenty of opportunities to just throw picks at the problem. And that is... is like I said, you, you have McKivitz and Moore and Banks, who you felt good enough about to use draft picks on. Uh, you have Brunskill. And then can you go draft? I don't care what round it is, but two more offensive linemen who you think might be able to to play guard for you this year? Yeah. I just there 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 are there are ways to solve that problem that are still open, even though they kept Jimmy Garoppolo.
3: Yeah. And so, like, look, you can go through just their recent drafts and just say like, all right, man, they could really use a second tight end. Well, you know what? Charlie Warner is a six round pick and he was their second tight end. And he's not a terrible, mm-hmm. like he's not a, a particularly effective player, but it's like, yeah, you could go spend $8 million on a tight end or you could use a six round pick. Right. And like their second tight end wasn't really preventing that. Like that wasn't the issue that prevented them from going to the Super Bowl last night was Charlie Warner's spot, you know, like brain and I, it's first a lot. Round it's, pick, a, it's,
1: it's so, so it's, the whole Garoppolo conversation has been you need to free up this cap space, but outside of the offensive line, it would be freeing up cap space for the luxury things like oh, let's improve the backup tight end
3: <laughs> right?
1: Like, Austin Hooper instead of Charlie Warner like are the Niners a Super Bowl team with Austin Hooper instead of Charlie Warner, like not not like significantly. Yeah. So that's that's what I think is, you know, would they weren't going to sign Chandler Jones, but that's again like they have Nick Bosa. They spent money on Samson Abukam last year. They bring back Kerry Hyder. It's like they've been able to generate a pass rush without they have Eric Armstead, who was really good at the end of last year. They've been able to do that without needing to needing to go overspend on a on a guy in free agency. So I just yeah, I think a lot of the like I said, I think a lot of the consternation comes from. A desire to see Trey Lance as the starter, and the longer Jimmy Garoppolo kind of hangs around, the more the talk becomes. Because at first it was just Schefter going, "No, oh, you know, maybe they keep him," and then it was Rappaport right going, "Hey, don't rule it out." And now it's like, man, hey, he's very likely going to be on the roster come training camp.
3: Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's. I mean, he's he's going to be competing. I think for the starting job. I think it's going to be a competition, but I think ultimately what's going to happen is because Trey Lance gets all of the off season reps. Trey Lance is going to go in as the number one guy, as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo going in as the number one guy. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, uh, but if Jimmy Garoppolo is coming off surgery and hasn't thrown in months and months and Trey Lance was a full participant and able to do everything, and worked with the starters throughout the offseason program, Trey Lance is going to take the first rep with the starters at training camp if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. Yes, I would guess. And if you're if you're Garoppolo, would you
1: rather be released or compete for a starting job against Trey Lance? <sighs> like maybe he just says, "I'm not showing up." I played this I played this game last year like I'm not doing it again
3: yeah i think jimmy's jimmy would show up man i think he would i think he would show up and i mean i i think they would there would be trey would clearly be the number one guy at the start jimmy would get reps with the twos and if jimmy looked good at some point he would probably get reps with the ones but does it even get to that point like that's 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 the question it's It's going to be. And that's one thing that Kyle Shanahan said, like he was asked about training camp and he was like, I can't even think that's too far ahead right now. Uh Right. You know, so like I, that's how I think it would go. But who knows? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has a ton of equity. Right. In that room. So, you know, but again, and and talking about the draft, people are going to be like, oh, they, you know, they've missed on a lot of graphics. Like, yeah, I get that. But ultimately the reason why they got as far as they got in 2019. And even last year was because they did hit on draft picks. And that's the best way to build a good team is to hit on draft picks. And that's what their focus is going to be on. And part of the way you hit on draft picks is you don't fill every vacancy you have with a free agent who's going to block a draft pick from playing and developing. Yep. So it's a delicate balance and it's very hard to do, but Hey, you know, what's a great
1: example of that kwan alexander and Dre in law exactly that's just a real life prime example of what you just talked about anyways carry on
3: yeah no i mean so you're not going to hit on every draft pick obviously but like george kittle emerges in part because george kittle plays his entire rookie season
1: mm-hmm. elijah mitchell
3: yeah yeah so like part a of a rookie example. part of developing rookies is giving them playing time which is the whole reason that I've been arguing for Trey Lance to be playing for so long but like so ultimately like I I do not I understand and look I even made the case but like I understand why you'd want Chandler Jones Chandler Jones awesome player and there are examples right. throughout the league of teams taking huge swings on these veteran stars and sometimes it works like in the Rams case and sometimes it doesn't um But I think ultimately from a, from a salary cap perspective, from a long-term outlook perspective, like if you are able to hit on draft picks and that's ultimately your best Avenue towards having something sustainable. And when the 49ers have been healthy, they have one of the best rosters in the league in part because Mm -hmm. they draft well, these are all guys that they've drafted. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, again like i would have done a little I, I i probably would have cut jimmy garoppolo just to be done with it and then you know not worry about getting Yeah, i mean that's the other thing say say pick a random starting quarterback kirk cousins okay kirk cousins tears his acl in training camp what's minnesota offering the 49ers for jimmy
1: fourth maybe a third depending on how desperate they are yeah
3: and that's like so for for me the thing is like do you really want to go through all of this stuff answer these questions um have to restructure eric armstead and george kittle um not have the financial flexibility if something were to just come up where you're gonna be like man we we probably should should at least think about this if there's some player x who wants to join your team and you're like oh, well we can't because of jimmy right but like i would have cut him because better players get cut than jimmy grapple all the time and i would have just ripped the band-aid off moved on let's go but i do understand the point of like well he's a quarterback and every team wants a quarterback and now we have mm-hmm. two like let's just sit on this for a little bit and see if we can maximize the scenario
1: i have a i have a hard time reconciling though this jimmy's a good player well you traded three first round picks to replace him also well i I get what they're doing i get what they're doing and i get what they're saying and i get what you're saying that's just a hard thing to like line up
3: well so they want to win super bowls and kyle shanahan says in order to win a super bowl you need a top five guy
1: Mm -hmm. right
3: jimmy's very clearly not a top five guy they think trey lance can be potentially a top five guy in Kyle Shanahan's offense. So not being a top five guy doesn't mean you suck. You know, exactly. Like I don't, he is like, a
1: starting, he is a starting caliber NFL quarterback. There like are going NFL, to be teams this year. There are going to be teams this year Yeah. who, who go into the season with a worse starting quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo.
3: Absolutely. And so, you know, NFL fans like to do this thing, like, Oh, if you're not elite, you suck. Well, it's like, that's not always how it works. <laughs> right you know like if you're if you're gray area if you're 16th best do you suck or are you just kind of middle of the pack yeah and like yeah it's really hard to win a super bowl with the 16th best quarterback but you know what Trent dilfer won a super bowl joe flacco won a Mm -hmm. super bowl it can be done nick Foles won a super bowl boy did he so anyway the nfl is crazy yeah
1: it's like i get why you don't want to part with an asset especially at the most important position because if if Trey Lance on the last day of OTAs bangs his hand on a helmet and is out for 10 weeks. You'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo to fall back on than Nate Sudfeld and the 49ers have the opportunity to do that. So they're going to take, it. and I see why.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it too, but it will be, there will be an element of it just being really weird if Jimmy's healthy in training camp and he's yeah. like, all right, so now they're competing, even though you spend all off season trying to trade him. Yeah. That'll just be weird. But Welcome ultimately. Up. Yeah. Ultimately, I think I, I, I do not think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the roster once the regular season starts.
1: I don't think so either,
3: but we'll see Kyle Shanahan. We sure will. will surprise us. Potentially
1: candlestick chronicles. We'll see.
3: <laughs> <laughs> time will tell to quote our friend There's, Tracy, Tracy oh
1: brutal um eric branch on the pod this week confirmed
3: yeah confirmed i mean oh, hopefully boy. we didn't just jinx it i'm playing golf thursday and it, it might be a tight timing squeeze for me to uh, get back in time to get eric on but we can we might be able to push it half an hour just
1: just dude man brancher
3: solo pod I mean, I, that would be fine. He, fo- he follows me on Twitter now. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a big deal. I'm curious to see if he's muted you yet. No offense. Uh, I'm dude, <laughs> almost
1: certain he has. I thought about that today. Um, it's my, going to be my first question. I'm asking him once we start recording. Yeah. Um, so don't tell him. I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't um, know if he listens actually. I, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to ask him though
3: um there's some media prom, prominent media bay area media members who listen to the podcast regularly
1: yeah Thankfully, shout we're, out to we're,
3: we're very thankful for for them they know who they are
1: it was wild when somebody who i grew up reading popped over in the press box and was like listen to the pod here's what i think it's like oh man that's wild that's yeah really
3: crazy <laughs> as one of uh, as one of the youngest beat writers like that was a trip for like the first few years on the beat it was like yeah i was like in high school reading matt mayoko and matt barrows <laughs> and now i'm like in I, i'm you drinking replaced, beer with him i'm drinking i will i've replaced matt barrows and like <laughs> and i can like text mayoko and ask him anything about anything and he's like one of the best people on the planet you know it's crazy wild times cool job to have <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, but. Uh. Yeah. Subscribe, rate, and review. We will have, hopefully, fingers crossed. Nothing happens between now and Thursday. But Eric Branch of the Chronicle will join us. He was in Florida, at the owners' meetings. Um. The Breakers apparently a dump, according to Eric Branch. I'm sure. I'm sure, he's being the what? <laughs> the hotel where the uh, oh. He I he tweeted wait. he tweeted a picture and it looked it was like the beach and like this building with this really cool architecture and he was like kind of a dump. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: Yeah. Okay, subscriber review here.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number 1 mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.